Hey, Punkrockers! Do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skulls, Willem Scream, Mute, Implant, Darko, Police, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Big Ten, The Kids Table, Adrenalize, Friends of Rob, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much the Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> if yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. And they now have mugs. Yeah, wow, the coffee's gonna be great. Go get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 36. I'm your host, my name is Emilie Plamondon, aka Punk Rocket. I live in Quebec City in Canada and I love punk rock so much. But I love ska too and hardcore music. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. This week, my guest is Dave McQueen of the band Big D at the Kids Table. They just released an amazing album called Do Your Heart on Side One Dummy, and it's a great, great album, trust me. I had a lot of fun chatting with Dave. Are you ready? Because the show is starting right now. the punk rock humans that are listening to my podcast today. Thank you for being here. I hope you had a great week since the last episode. I had a nice vinyl week. <laughs> I received finally my survival of the fattest compilation special vinyl from Fat Records. I bought it like maybe a month and a half ago. And it finally came home, so I listened to it, oh my god, maybe like <laughs> 12 times in a row. <laughs> and I tried to put myself in the same mood that I used to be when I listened to the, this album for the first time. And I discovered bands like Tilt, Vizzo, Snuff. So yeah, that's great memories for me with this album. Also, I think I told you in the past that I lived at <laughs> four minutes walk, not even, three minutes walk from an amazing record store specialized in punk rock, hardcore music, metal, loud music. It's called The Knockout in Quebec City on Saint-Joseph Street. So if you ever visit Quebec City, you have to go there. And it's not an ad. They didn't pay me at all <laughs> to talk to you about them. It's just a fantastic place with great people. So I went there last weekend and I bought True North of Bad Religion, The Daily Grind of No Use for a Name, Dead by Television, from the Lillingtons, and Duck and Cover from Matjadis. And it made me super happy. I think I'm a very materialistic girl. Hmm. But just about t-shirts and vinyl, so it's fine, okay? <laughs> ah, also, oh my god, the best news of the week. A Willem Scream is gonna come to play in my town in Quebec City in February, so I bought my ticket today. I put an alarm so I won't miss it. <laughs> and I succeed, I bought a ticket. And it's gonna be at my favorite venue in Quebec City, and I haven't seen a live show there since like February 2020. So I'm very stoked about this show. 
because the Willem Scream is my favorite band in the whole world. And plus, I know they are working on some new material. How can I be more happy? So today the episode is only about my interview with Dave McQueen of Big D and the Kids Table. So during the interview, you're gonna hear three new songs. And if you haven't yet, you have to listen to the whole album. You can buy it on Side One Dummy. The songs are great. The production is perfect. They had lots of fun and you can definitely feel that while you're listening to this album. Make your art! Dave and I talked about the production of the album, the songs, um, about touring, about, about art in general. He had some fun stories to tell. And if you subscribe to my Patreon page, you'll have an exclusive segment while he's singing a song in French. Because on the Patreon page, you have access to all my unedited Zoom interviews. So join the community if you want. The link is in the show notes. So let's go, Dave. Interview. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> nice background. Thanks. My wife painted them. Oh, wow. She's an awesome artist. Yeah, I didn't even know she, I didn't even know she could do it until she did it. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I had that kind of gift. Like. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I had a birthday and she was like, bam. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't oh, know you could do that. I know. You, you told her, do your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much it's pretty much it. And it's funny because uh, when she was painting them, we um, my parents were like coming around the house to say like you know like hey how's it going? And they see the blood going down you know the painting. <laughs> and you know my parents you know do the proper kind of like so what what's going on here? You know what I mean? But then my dad was funny and was like I think the blood looks really good. It looks it looks, looks really it good. It does actually. <laughs> Good. I hope my English will be okay because I'm a little tired. I had like an old day writing stuff in French. So sometimes it's my English is like a little What What weird. time is it there? Uh, it's 7 p.m. Uh, okay. Where so are you? Yeah. Are you in Boston? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I didn't know what coast you were on. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. on the east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah east. Uh, me too. Oh, yeah, Toronto. Uh, Quebec City. Oh, it's Quebec City. My bad, my bad. Oh, you know what I've learned too? throughout my years of uh touring canada to get that wrong is like blasphemy to get what what did you say to, to accidentally say toronto instead of the oh. correct place <laughs> is like is like enough for people to go no! Oh, no yeah we are here we are we are a big punk rock family we are super proud of oh, being yeah. in quebec the quebec scene is awesome yeah. so <laughs> I think I saw yeah. you uh, the first time it was in, were you at the Warp Tour in Quebec City? The last one we had in 2004? Yeah, I was definitely there in 2004. It was early. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I missed, oh. yeah, I missed oh. Mill and Colin because I got to, Oof. but we arrived just on time <laughs> for your set, I think, <laughs> me and my friends. Now, was, was it really 2004, the last Warp Tour Or in Canada? No, in Quebec City. Uh, they, Quebec City. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. No, right, in Montreal, right. they still had until a long time. But in Quebec mm -hmm. City, I think the last one was 2004, five or six, something like that. So wow, that's eye-opening. Yeah, so yeah. thank you for being my guest today. It's oh, fun. Yeah. I'm, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I want to talk mostly about the new album, of course, but also sure. I got some questions from the listeners. So if you want, we okay. can do a Q&A after talking about the 
the new yeah. album. But first, I love to ask my guests what are their first music influences because we sometimes we are surprised. Like you're into ska music, uh, but I'm curious, what was the the your first well, favorite band? Uh, I guess my first favorite band was Iron Maiden. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was the first band that I was like, because I was I was just heavy on comic books at this at the same time, like deep in comic books. And then everybody knows Derek Riggs's art for Iron Maiden is so awesome that it's so easy mm -hmm. to just bridge over and be like, well, this the covers to this record are, are like look better than my comic books. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. So then you just kind of fall in love with the band. So I would say Iron Maiden was my first my first band. Oh, and how did you get into ska music? Fast forward. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. So um, it was definitely a, a time where one of I just got a record player and someone left Energy from Operation Ivy the oh, record at my house. Yeah. They just left it at my house. And so oh. it was like, what yeah. is this? And oh. I just discovered it kind of like the way people do just combing through records. And I, I, what's funny about it is I dubbed it to my cassette. You mm -hmm. have a cassette thing. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> but the, rec the record had so many skips in it that... I always thought the drummer messed up throughout the record. Oh. But when I finally heard it like years later on a CD, I was like, oh, he doesn't mess up. Like, I always. You were like, oh, my God, there's so many mistakes, but it's still so good. Yeah. And it was just wow. a bad record. It was just a bad record. So yeah, yeah. that record, that record got me into Scott. But then also at the time, because I was into heavy metal. Mm -hmm. And it, that just naturally goes into like Boston hardcore. Boston hardcore is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I would go to slap shot shows and, and stuff like that. And then this ska band, the Mighty Mighty Boston's would play the same shows. And, you know, that really is like the core, one of the biggest cores of Big D and the Kids Table of, of we always look yeah. at it as like the ska band and the hardcore band, like exactly. at the same show and the same blender and the same salad. You know what I mean? Because that's, yeah. that's how we first started seeing shows. Oh, and then you, you started the band a long time ago, like in mm -hmm. 1986, five. No. So 1996. Uh, did, yeah. I, did I say 80? I always, yeah. uh, I always mix 80 and 90s in my head, like in English. <laughs> I yeah, do that but you know what? Time. But you know what? You made me feel really cool for a second. I was, I was like, yeah. wow, that kind of sounds like I was in Run DMC or like. <laughs> You're like so young for a guy who started a band in yeah, yeah. the year I was born. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So it was about yeah, it was about 1996, and it was just you know like we went to we went all went to the same school, Berkeley and in, mm -hmm. in Boston. And, you know, we were, we just all wanted to play together. It was just a group of friends. Like everyone just played a different instrument. And so that's how we hung out because, you know, we were too young to buy alcohol and we were, mm. you know, not really like the cat's meow to like getting girlfriends at that time. So yeah. we were just at that nice age where you just kind of like are awesomely mm. just, just playing music every day. Oh, uh, you know? nice. Yeah. And uh back in i mean you're i think you're the only f um original member now in the band well it, are you well it's well i guess i guess so if you look at it as like the first two records because yeah, yeah, yeah. like like i said like that was just a group of friends of us that were mm -hmm. like musicians we were all buddies but we all knew we were going to do different things mm -hmm. and then i think so that that so then i think like the 
Gypsy Hill Strictly Rude is the big D that people kind of think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because when we ever say like we have new members, they've been in the band for 10 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like our new members have They're been in the band the for 10 guy. years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those like, oh, come on. It's not that new. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's not but, that new. Yeah. But but everybody everybody in who's who's ever present and past been in Big D, it's just a huge group of friends. And mm. like that's who we hang out with on weekends. And like we're still, oh. you know, like 99% of us just just still our circle of buddies. Oh, that's great. So you're not just because I know that in some bands, uh, the guys or the girls are just co-workers. They, they right, get right. along super well. And sometimes it's it's a good way to have a band. But for you, it's like you are good friends with Everyone. Yeah, it's like anybody who's from like a small town or who just mm-hmm. who just has themselves like a core group of friends, like mm-hmm. have it be your high school friends, your college friends, like yeah. we're just like, the, we're just each other's lives, if you will. Wow. So that makes a good chemistry yeah. that makes probably super easy to work with these people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's yeah. You have to love what you do. Yeah. And I guess pandemic was hard for this, like couldn't hang out much and... Well, Probably. the lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. Yeah, we're still in well, a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you guys still in a lockdown? Uh, no, we have now a vaccine pass to go to bars, <laughs> restaurants, mm-hmm. um, and we still have mandatory mask everywhere. But we are not in a lockdown. Like we don't have a curfew anymore. But we had oh, a curfew uh, like for a long time. Mm. So crazy. Yeah, we basically before our lockdown. We had for the new record bass, drums, guitar, and organ all recorded for the new record. Oh. And then we went on tour with Real Big Fish. And yeah. then the last day of that tour was Sunday. So we just kind of stepped off tour. And then Monday was lockdown. Oh. It was like right away. It was it was like perfectly terrible. <laughs> so you know you, what I mean? You had the post tour blues. <laughs> yeah. Plus yeah, and so, bang. <laughs> it happens. The, Yeah. And so then like we got home, we were like, thank goodness. We didn't have to cancel one show. Yeah. But we did have to cancel all the horns and uh. vocals. But it was I, I really liked it because, you know, a lot of musicians out there know that sometimes when they get together to practice, they have to do it like after work. So it's like after work and then you go to some rehearsal space. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to like be creative in this kind of like fine parking. And, you know, like it's tough sometimes to make it work. But the lockdown let like all of Big D do this Zoom kind of thing, oh, yeah. and we all just and we all just started hanging out oh, and just like talking. talking. So I think lockdown helped the record. Wow. Yeah, because we all just started hanging out like back in the day when you had sleepovers. It's like anybody want to Zoom, <laughs> you know? And you kind of would talk about music, or you wouldn't, you know? The you know like it was whatever you wanted to do. We spent more time together, I think. Yeah. Then we would. Then we would if it hadn't happened. Yeah. Oh, and so you, it, it helped our record. Oh wow, that's a, that's yeah. amazing. Because I know I interviewed other band who told me that a uh, pandemic just killed all my creativity, and I got like uh, just on my couch for four months. And it's it's okay too. But I'm happy to hear. <laughs> mine would mine would be exactly what you and me are doing right now. But it's all the horn players, and it's like Matt <laughs> Matt Appleton, the producer, oh, and we're all we're all it. and we're just. We're just talking, you know, like it's exactly what we are doing was oh, what we were doing wow, the whole lockdown. Yeah, that's a good vibe. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was awesome. And yeah. speaking of good vibes, let's talk about the new album, Do Your Heart. I really yes. liked it. Just the nice. title for me was like so uplifting. Just the title. It's like, Do Your Heart. So in my head, I was like, Okay, stop overthinking. Do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep doing yeah. your podcast. Keep doing your art. Just yeah. do it. So I, just exactly. the title was super positive in my head. Was it your yeah. intention to? Well, really what it was is, you know, because the band's been going for so long and, you know, I travel obviously a lot. Yeah. Then I started, I started getting kind of, if you will, sick of, sick of or saddened by Um, so many of my talented friends, like have them be a guitar player or illustrator or a painter or mm-hmm. like, uh, like a woodworker, like make awesome stuff, like art out of wood. Yeah. They all, they, I just see them one after another kind of hang up their super suit and say, you know, I, I got to stop doing this. I got to no. buckle down that whole thing. But that's, that's not what gets me. I mean, that's what's sad. But mm. what gets me is they say sometimes like I wasn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I wasn't good. And, and it's, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but you know, I've spent a lot of time in the music mm-hmm. industry and sometimes I look around and I understand who, who I'm around. And the, the, the fact of the matter is like everything in the world, there is class inequality. Mm-hmm. And so any person from like a fortunate family or a connected family is going to get their art in front of your art because they have more opportunities and I'm not discrediting that. That's awesome. No, that for, no. I mean, I'm not talking about what I'm talking about is the people who, who think they're not good enough and they just don't know the deck's kind of stacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, the, the house is going to win. Like it's not that you're not good enough and don't think of it like that. You have a super awesome power and you shouldn't ever try and compete with something that's incompatible oh, yeah. and just do your art. Just keep, do your gift, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, it reminds me because my mom started to play guitar like six years ago just for fun. So she mm-hmm. she subscribed to a, a music school and she started a yeah. band there with other like yeah, exactly. <laughs> baby exactly. boomers. And I, t- I thought it was so amazing. So, and, you know, it's funny. You know, it's yeah. funny about you saying that is once I was driving down this dirt road that I always know and it's near a lake. And mm-hmm. there's a gazebo there and nobody ever goes to the gazebo ever, 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 mm-hmm. ever. And once I saw all these people at the gazebo and I stopped the car and I had to go out because it was just ridiculous. Like <laughs> it usually looks like a rotten gazebo, but this day it was covered in decorations and it was fully packed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, one had to stop and it was like an old folks home and they were having a dance and the band was part of the old folks home. And you could see like the people who like brought them there in the van. Uh-huh. And it was like the most incredible music I'd ever, like the drummer was so good. And the singer was, and it was just, it's like what you're saying about your, like, it doesn't matter what age, just, yeah. just do it.
high score mean? New high score, is that bad? What does that mean? Does that break it? Wow, it's amazing because my dad is a really good guitar player, like a really good classic guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like my mom has more fun. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. My dad is like, okay, I practice. Right. Oh, I rush on this part. But my yeah, mom she... is like, that was so fun in my music class with my yeah, band. She's, she's playing <laughs> Ace of Spades. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think she's on a U2 cover right now. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so the the title of of this the, uh, of the new album is super uplifting. So I get the message. Yeah. It's like whatever you do, yeah. you do it. Yeah, and just do it. I mean, people appreciate you. I yeah. have a funny comic book analogy with it, where you know, like Batman yeah. is is a billionaire. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a billionaire, mm -hmm. and Superman was born into it. Mm. But what? A, but what about like Wolverine and Deadpool and Rogue and all the other characters who are smaller? It's like you don't want them to think, oh, well, Batman and Superman have it, so I'm going to give up. It's like, no, oh, you, no, we don't. You want are this. a talented, awesome, you know, <laughs> superhero. It's like keep keep doing it, you know. Yeah, be punk and do it. That's yeah. a little like this. And so the title is super positive, but the mm -hmm. the rest of the album, I had so much fun listening to <laughs> it. Like the it yeah. start. The opener song is great. Uh, I think it's Dead Bottle. Yeah. So it starts with a party ambience, like yeah, you hear yeah. some bottles. And then the song is super punk rock, like a little less ska, but like more punk. So it's like, this is, yeah. This has got a little jam in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but like the, it's fast, super fast. So I yeah, thought it super was thrashy fast. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. So. Well, yeah. that song's about, um, what we used to do in backstage at a club called the masquerade in Atlanta, Atlanta. Oh. and basically they had a hole in the drywall ceiling and you just kind of would throw your bottles in it. so that uh. it's dead bottles just a game we used to play on tour in Atlantic Atlanta mm. and I laughed a lot uh, <laughs> listening to the album because the vibe is super fun but also like you put a lot of I don't. I, I didn't get all the references, but all the little interludes, like yeah, the <laughs> metal, 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 metal stuff. Yeah. The, all that stuff is. It, it, yeah, it's just like fun sampling. Like I like getting old, it. like B movies, like She Devils on Wheels or Blast Off Girls or Just for the Hell of It. They're like the films that Quentin Tarantino told us about, kind of in early, early interviews. Like mm -hmm. listen to these, watch these movies, watch these movies. You know. And so, like, I just, I heard them, like, in, back in the day, and I did. But I would listen to the dialogue, and some of the things they say are just too precious to not yeah. take a Ghostbusters <laughs> trap and suck it in and bring it, you know. And it's just hilarious. Like, when I do the time coding for, for some of these, and I listen, I, I actually never laugh that loud by myself, ever. Oh it's my like, God. It's, it's just, like, some of those samples, like, when I got them, and you hear them on the record, like, I... <laughs> oh, it's just priceless. I mean, I love, I love it. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because you, you have like three songs and then a funny, funny things. Yeah. And, and like I said, I didn't get all the references because they're not really, they it, don't make any sense. Really. I used <laughs> There's to no watch, real references. Yeah. yeah. But I used yeah, to yeah. watch bo uh, movies with a uh, dub in French. So, oh, right, a, right. So there's, but still it's funny. Like the pizza, how, uh, how about a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, you know what they are is, is 
it's an obscure website called something weird video where you can really dive deep into weird videos of course oh. and you know like one of the main guys that you hear throughout the record is the guy who talks to you if you went to a drive-in movie in between the movies you mm -hmm. know like okay everybody you know don't forget to uh you know like yeah. keep, turn your headlights off but they just have like priceless recordings of moments captured in time oh. and the candy bar one where he goes baby ruth zag nut yeah. zero chicken, chicken dinner, dinner. <laughs> he re he really had that groove like the reason we put it in there was we didn't manipulate it like Oh. This weird guy, he just, he had this weird, <laughs> awesome groove. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. The other, but the other thing is, is, like, Big D doesn't write, like, Big D writes different kinds of songs. Like, we don't write, like, a record that's just mm -hmm. kind of, like, one no, no, no. Mm -hmm. groove. And I like records like that, don't get me wrong, like, Party Hard from Andrew WK sure. and the Ramones, you know. But we write songs that are all over the place. And so these kind of interludes help kind of, like, clean the ear palette. It kind of, like, makes you forget about what you just heard so it's totally. not so jolting yeah and it's yeah. uh it's it's like the album is not too serious like it's yeah. a it's a whole experience like you, you don't have to be fully i don't know how to say that but focus you have some fun stuff that gets mm -hmm. your attention here and there and then oh it start again so yeah well it's funny because it's like you know like people listen more on spotify these days than Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has records. Records are obviously awesome and doing really well, but I think obviously street playing Spotify is beating the CD, mm -hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of cool that your Spotify channel can be like a jukebox. Mm -hmm. So you can put anything in there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So the, those little fun samples are just kind of like one of them ends with ta-da, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to end it with ta-da so that if it's on shuffle on Spotify, <laughs> there'll, be a different, there'll be a different song that ta-da's into it. And I want to hear what they all sound like. Like, ta-da, digging in your nails. Ta-da, <laughs> checklist. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So I feel yeah. like you had a lot of fun with production for this album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, you know, lockdown. Matt Appleton, real big fish, um, sax player, but our producer, yeah. engineer. We just got together and, like you said, just had a blast sampling and putting things together. Yeah, he was on wow. this podcast a few months ago and he was talking to me about uh, working on your songs and he was oh, super awesome. happy about it. Yeah. He said yeah. he had fun producing. Uh, uh, he, so he produced the whole album, not just the, the horns, right? He, yeah, he did the whole record. He was the oh, producer for the record, yeah. Good. Wow. Oh. And you know He's him like, very well. Yeah. You toured with him. He's like part of the family. Not only that, but we always called him, even before this, the honorary not big big d member because when mm. we play so many warp tours together or tours that he would always have the barry sax mm -hmm. and he'd always be like uh uh i know all the songs can i play and we'd <laughs> always be like we'd always of course say yes so he's like the only person that's played the most with us that's technic you know what i mean he's the yeah. honorary big d member anyway oh yeah. that's interesting yeah. and i want to talk about the we 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 talked about it already but do your heart and you made a very awesome music video with people sending you videos of, of themselves doing their art whether it's painting singing dancing so it's yeah. such a good feel good music video yeah. to watch yeah and you know what people don't maybe realize is a lot of those people are our friends like mm. reaching out to maybe like older friends from like high school, you know, people, how you keep up with certain people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of the people are, are just straight up buddies, um, a percentage. And then the rest are like from people mm -hmm. sending in. So 
it's really cool to watch. It's really cool to watch how talented people who listen to the band and yeah, your friends. I mean, they're so talented. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I yeah. think I like hope... I couldn't do this. Yeah. yeah. The painting <laughs> of your wife. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Me neither. That's... Which, which, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was about well, I just... to say it's, it's a talent I wish I had like painting, oh, yeah. but no, I don't have it. I no. like music and I... singing, but this. Exactly. No, no I won't even try, <laughs> but I should no. maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, I try to just uh, help help her do it because I'm so so awful at it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's um my favorite songs on the album. Uh, I really like the song "Beautiful Way." I think yeah. it got me some emotions, and at the end, yeah. <laughs> it's like super funny. At the end, oh like, right, yeah, awesome. that, the outro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, outro tries to snap you out of it. Yeah, and I don't know. I didn't. Uh, analyze all the lyrics but it gave me emotion just listening to it so i wanted to know uh what the song is talking about well it, it is kind of a downer answer but uh there's two things that came from it one is you know if you ever see the pictures of the people who died in pompeii not to laugh but you know mm -hmm. in pompeii when the two mm -hmm. skeletons uh like it might be fake or not but like people holding each yeah, other yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's that kind of crossed with um inspired uh, by all those poor children and all those american school shootings that all the poor kids that had to like huddle and do mm. their best and not come out of the situation mm. so you know uh you know not for not to do such a powerful answer but like You know, the American government's obviously turned their backs to the subject. I mean, it's obvious. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about time that artists just try and give these potential. There's no there's no description of what those kids should feel other than terror. So I'm yeah. trying to kind of like have an artistic approach to being like, well, maybe they could think of this song. Oh. You know, maybe they could think of. Well, I did hear a song once where it's a beautiful way to die and that our love is going to be strong and the bombs are coming down and the bombs are also the bullets, you know what I mean? And, and oh, so yeah. just trying to, trying to artistically, trying, oh, wow. trying to have the artists take care of what, you know, the government won't help. So I'm not saying that Dave and a ska band is going to solve that problem, but at no. least one, at least I'm part of some people trying to at least, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. I love this.
what else did you write about? Because like some songs are, but all the songs are super, makes us happy. This one makes me a little emotional. But yeah. do you have a specific theme through the album or every song is different? What yeah. are your lyrics about? Well, I mean, there's some crazy ones on this record. Um, you know, like Metter Lazy is, is, is kind of about like, obviously there's a lot of drugs going around these days for mm -hmm. like the youth, you know, and sometimes they work really well with people, but you I'm just trying to point out the fact that like, you got to be a little bit careful if like the school, mm. the, the doctor or the parent just wants to do it out of convenience. You know yeah, what I mean? Like totally. We had this kind of yeah. debate here too, from times to times. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. I just want to make that. sure that, You know, there's always that jo joke of like, you could med, you could medicate a puppy to not be a puppy, but it's, a, it's supposed to be a puppy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can medicate it to, for your convenience, but it's a puppy. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. So, so there are so, some social topics through the album. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of those. And then, you know, then, then there's just some fun stuff like metal in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, so that's why I, I said that it's a whole experience. Like, it's yeah. just like all the emotions are allowed. It's perfect. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the song uh, Sociopath to the beat. Yeah, yeah. The vibe is amazing. Yeah. Good job. yeah Sociopath is ridiculous. And uh, a true story. I can't wait for the listening to, to listen to it. Um, good. And so we can hear already three singles of this of the album oh yeah you've heard the whole thing though right yeah i got yeah, lucky nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah 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 Yeah. so three songs have been released and i think we're going to release one on october 22nd oh but it's the release date yeah so we're having like this online listening party where oh, we're going to kind of cool. like actually play all the songs but not like all of them but just kind of do like little zerps of them yeah um but then we're going to There's a video for you bugging that we're going to play that night. Good. Which is just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for the listener to listen to it and tell me what they think about it and tell you what they think yeah. about it. Yeah. So, and do you think it's a total different experience compared to the other album? Is it a total new? Will the fans be surprised or what do you think? I, no, I, I actually think. Um, that if you're actually if you're a big d listener mm -hmm. it could be it could be your favorite record i mean because oh. i think yeah i mean i think there's elements of good luck how it goes mm. um like lyrical touches of flute and stroll not necessarily like mm -hmm. music music but i i don't know i think it's i think it's our like it's like how it goes our record how it goes but mm -hmm. like encompassing so much more because how it goes is just what it is Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think I love I love this record. I think it's ah, me too. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, totally fun. <laughs> I yeah. agree. And we we waited for a long time until you released new material. So I think eight or nine nine years, something like that. But yeah, I that mean, was, you released yeah. a cover album, which is super great too. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah, and we also did so we did Stomp Storm, which was two records, and then. After that, we did the Doped Up Dollies record. We mm -hmm. like were their band. Our backup singers were were their, oh, yeah. you know, band. Yeah, and so like doing that record, you know, took a sec, and and then we were touring a lot, and then we did the covers record, and then someone just told us they were like, you know, you haven't put out a, an original record in mm -hmm. seven or eight years, and we just didn't realize it. <laughs> 
oh that's a good sign means you were busy yeah. and you just we were just doing stuff yeah. and like like we were still doing music we just forgot we had to do it sometimes you know like uh, i don't know you know i mean it. i mean you love COVID your hit. old songs so much, so it, it was yeah. okay for you to just play them again and again. And <laughs> yeah, well, the Doped Up Dolly's record, yeah, sure. And then COVID, of course, a lot. But um, but well, that was part of the new record. But yeah, just we just we didn't know it. I mean, it seems like years go by, like months. So oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes by so fast. So yeah. yeah. And I love the the uh, strictly covered album. You you yeah. made great rendition of uh, like two or three Operation Ivy songs, Voodoo Glow Skulls, The Dell Milkman. How did you choose the song on this album? It must be hard. <laughs> well, good point. Hard. But let me just yeah, good point. But I gotta say, it's another thing you just reminded me of, and that's we learned all of energy from Operation mm -hmm. Ivy um, for the Amnesia Rock Fest. Oh. You know the Amnesia Rock Fest? Yeah. So learning that, I think we were, but with the new record, I think uh. we were just in that. But for the covers record, Big D usually likes to do like an EP or a split before a full length. Mm -hmm. So I think the cover record was more us kind of like, let's let's learn some songs together. Like, let's have fun and play our favorite songs and have that be like our stretch out for the new record. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like EPs let you kind of like, and splits like Beijing to Boston and Gypsy Hill, like they let you kind of like play music and have a good time and not have any sort of, not that there's pressure, but pressure that it's your full length. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, good. Okay, are you ready for some listeners' question? Mm -hmm. <laughs> some mm -hmm. are really funny. <laughs> like All right. Andy wants to know, he was kind of joking, but I thought it was funny. Like, sure, sure. Do the horn players help loading the drums and amp at shows? <laughs> they do. They absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Um, Ryan, know. the sax player, is is more the go-to guy for driving and oh, a, lo a lot of the a lot of the greasy work. Cool. Uh, someone else asked if you are playing lots of drums these days. I am. I am kind of. Uh, I played drums on a Cuidado project that I did. That's it's called Cuidado, mm -hmm. and uh, I played drums on that. And then, yeah, these days for the one of the first times in my. It's funny that they're asking this because for the first time in like my life, I actually have my drum kit set up. Oh, like like you don't have to like break it down and put it away. You know, mm -hmm. drummers know like. You can actually leave it set up. So oh, um, yeah. I actually have it set up. So the answer is yeah, yeah. Wow, cool. <laughs> thanks, I... thanks for notice. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, uh, yeah, my question because you're also a writer and a filmmaker. So uh, yeah, are you working on some project? There is a, a really cool thing I'm working on with um, this guy Will, who did uh, a lot of illustrations for our new merch. Oh, cool. And it's a book where it's big, like the Gummy Berry book or like um, the Never Ending Story book. But each um, bookends has a vinyl in it. Ah. And the vinyl is uh, the soundtrack to what you should play while you read this book. And oh. Will illustrates it and I wrote it. Whoa, yeah. that's the kind of stuff I really like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be super cool. So I need this. That's the next, that's the next thing. Wow, that's great. Um, and yeah. it's always fun to, because I, I love to talk with musicians about their other passion, other hobbies, other kind of work. So I'm always interested in that. 
kind of it's that sh- it's that shot where in the never ending story where like the first when he goes into the attic of the school if that's the location and and just plops it on his lap mm-hmm. and and i'm just kind of like yeah that, that plopping up the lap but the, i want this book to be kind of that size for two laps like the point is you you do it with someone else oh. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so you know you're hanging out with someone reading a book you know listening to the soundtrack on vinyl Sounds fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's a great, a great yeah. moment to have with all our senses aware yeah. of something. Yeah, cool. Um, oh, I got like three or four questions about sure. if you're going to tour in Europe soon, and especially in the UK. You have a lot of fun there, especially my friend Vlad from UK. Oh. Yeah. Hello, Vlad. Um, yeah, we hope to. I mean, if anybody knows Big D, the UK is like... Big D's close to a home, second home, home, home. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we definitely hope to. We have some tours like getting sketched out, but okay. the whole lockdown has just messed everything up. Oh, yeah. But we're trying to break through. Yeah, but now so I the answer see, is yeah. yeah. Uh, cool, because I see some news from time to time about bands going, uh, US bands going to Europe. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's some hope for people there. Yeah, we're not here. like leading the charge with the open up. Yeah. We're more like the people that's like, tell us how it goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I totally understand. Yeah. But yeah. you could have a great tour in UK for sure. <laughs> I'm uh, To answer the question more detailed, I miss... I miss a bo- Bombay bad boy pot noodle and a snake bike in black hmm. while listening to hard skin or light year. I also That's- have, I know you release a new album, but some people would like you to perform whole albums live. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Have, they named a lot of, uh, a, a lot of albums. So are you planning eventually maybe to do a whole albums anniversaries or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've, we, I think we've done every record except... Oh, you did it? Oh. I, we did like, yeah, we did a Good Luck, Shot by Lammy kind of co-one. Oh, that guy told uh, about Shot by Lammy. He was like, oh, so we missed it. Yeah, there's, there's a I missed it factor. But that, that doesn't mean we won't do it again because yeah. we did it. We did it. And it's, I have to say... Um, sometimes playing whole record albums is more fun because you don't have to write a set list and yeah. everybody knows what's next. Oh, it's there's amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a cooler element of everybody knows what's next. Yeah. yeah. And it's the occasion yeah. to hear songs that we never hear live. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Like the, if you will, not to grade them, but like the lesser known B, yeah. C or D. Yeah. 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 It's fun. Yeah. How about more hip hop songs, more hip hop oh collabs? Oh my god, it's so funny because we just got inter- we just got reviewed in um, a, a punk publication thing, oh. where again somebody said something like, "Flute and Stroll was obviously awesome, and Porch Life was one of the you know like worst things." Porch Life, I don't understand how this. Porch Life was a joke record we did. It's a, it's a, it's a joke record that I can't believe it's 2021 and I'm still saying this. It was, it was around the good luck days and the our band broke. The titles are epic. Oh my god, it's. I, I don't know what changed in society that it's not obvious <laughs> that it's a joke, but it's got it's it's gotten reviewed m- multiple times and mentioned in in things, and so, uh, so the answer to that is yes, there will be another Porsche. Oh. <laughs> and someone, else, people are 
really into this album. In what year was it? I forgot. I think it was in between Good Luck and How It Goes, like Good Luck and Gypsy Hill. And I think we just like had a summer where the van broke and we couldn't pay for it. So we were stranded. <laughs> and I just said, wouldn't it be funny to take all the lyrics from Shot by Lamey and Good Luck and put them over gangster rap beats? Wow. Yeah. Like, we were, like literally, it's just like a bunch of kids. We're just hanging out and like we're just shooting the shit. It's you know, we're just really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because my boyfriend always do some hip hop songs for no reason. Oh, it's great. And he's a punk oh, rocker, yeah. but like he, every time yeah. he's cleaning it's the awesome. dishes and he's like, you motherfucker. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's so fun. So sometimes fun. it's just yeah, so much fun to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like all for all the gamers. It's like just it's like do it's playing with your art. You know, it's 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 yeah. having a fun time with with things you know how to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And like, you know, gamers out there know like, like, you know, I'm sure gamers out there like sometimes play a game that they're not serious about for fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so my, yeah. my, he's, my boyfriend's gonna like this answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. You kind of answer about, because someone else asked what was the inspiration for the album, <laughs> Porch Life. For Porch Life? But it's like, you kind of... <laughs> It was, it was, can we make the lyrics to our first two records sound funny and have a good time over, you yeah. know, ridiculous gangster rap uh, scenery? It's really fun. because um, he said that a lot of bands are playing uh, I've been playing for a long long time like 20 years and more and he wonder if sometimes you could not regret but thinking about some songs and say and think like oh, I sh maybe I, sh I would do the music uh, in another way or change the lyrics do you have some songs that you're like oh, I wish I could do that other, other ways I, I can answer it in two ways Dave and Big D and the kids say like Big D, no, 
Not at all. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that's happened in Big D and the Kid Sable has been like a ridiculous gift to my life. Like, mm -hmm. you know, someone like me should not have trapped, should not even know you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't even mm -hmm. have been able to go to Europe or UK once or, you know, like most totally. Americans of my kind of placement, uh, maybe you can save up and go on like, a, they, most people are trying to go to Europe once in their life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I can say uh, with almost bashfulness that I've been to Paris more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so, so the whole, nothing with Big D, everything's been always on Big D's terms. We've never, we never cared about being successful in the music industry. It's always just us hanging out and writing yeah. songs together. We're addicted musicians. We like being musicians, but we're not interested in getting bigger. We don't want to be a huge band. It does not look healthy for you. They all, I mean, most, most huge successful people, like we all know, like it seems like they start to exist yeah. in this ultimate. I mean, we, every waiter and bartender out there knows what I'm talking about. Like, you know, there's this, this, this tweaking point. And I, and I like that Big D's always been right in the middle mm -hmm. to a big band. We're small to a small band. We're big. It's, it's been, it's been perfect. And I've been able to say things in a mic really loud that yeah. I never should have had the gift to say. Mm -hmm. So that's for Big D. But with my old band Drexel that I used to play drums with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish, I wish we could have a reunion. I, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but so Big D and Drexel started at the same time and mm -hmm. then Drexel broke up and so if you, I think you said the word regrets, yeah, and, but and uh, or, I regret that Drexel, yeah. I wish Drexel played more. Uh, but nothing about some songs that you listen and you're like, oh, I could have changed the lyrics or the, the music no. or something. Yeah. Okay, good. No. So it's pure, no. pure um, authenticity from the beginning. Even if you were really young, you're still yeah, Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, but, but also people, it's, it's a sickness with some artists to, to literally be always ashamed oh, or yeah. of their past work and you shouldn't be that way. So I think, I think there's a toxicity inside the question with the questionnaire, like, dude, love your old stuff, like L double down on it. Like that's who you were. That's what you did. Don't be, don't, you got to be for yourself, man. Totally. Do your you art, know? love you, your past. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you think you're making something better now, the only reason why you're making the better is because you did that. So it's the journey, you know? Yeah. You can, like, let's just take it to jujitsu or something. You can't be like, I'm ashamed of my yellow belt. <laughs> like, it's like the so yellow true. belt got you to the black belt. You know what I mean? You can't be ashamed the, of it. This is the most amazing <laughs> Uh, image <laughs> you know like picture some ninja that's like i can't believe that was a blue belt it's like dude get over it oh wow i love this it's amazing yeah, we all were blue belts uh, <laughs> and some for finishing um what are sure. your best memories of touring through th this year or some general um oh, best, great things um, or? well I, i guess i'll go continental or just like like Um, I think just meeting certain people in the UK, household name, records, bands like Lightyear and meeting um, uh, Johnny Takeaway, also Ben mm -hmm. Corgan of, of the band Hardskin. I'm going to say a lot of names and, and Sonic sure. Boom 6 and stuff like experiencing the UK um, scene in the early 2000s was a huge, just it was just mm -hmm. like so, so wonderful. And then going to Southeast Asia and playing uh Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Indonesia, and the wow. Philippines. Uh, yeah, it, and Singapore. And just seeing fans there. I mean, it was 
it's it's one of those moments where you i still have no idea how to tell you about it you know what i mean like they know your band they're wearing shirts and they're so hospitable and awesome and then um china china was we we, big d did like back backpack train tours deep into china just like just going real hard in and uh i mean out of all the traveling i've ever done the most it's almost like you could sum all the great things. I don't even want to say this. You could sum, summarize all the great things and all the places I've been, mm-hmm. but you can find mo- more mind-blowing things just in China. You know what I mean? Wow. Like the Terracotta Warriors, the Forbidden City, the Great Wall. Like We have this one joke that we wanted to go into this museum. We were like, oh, this this must be like this really cool, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have some downtime. Let's go in here. And it was just a shoe store, but there's so <laughs> many great structures that you're like oh that's not for historic they're like no that's just old wow. but it looks historic to it an american's eye you know i, I, mean? I can't imagine real museum yeah. them yeah, then was... there them there there so so as far as like and then certain mm. things like um you know one of the coolest things i remember is once jay from the suicide machines let us go on tour with them and they didn't let us know ever. We just found out way later that they were paying us money out of their own merch. Mm, they just wanted to make sure oh. we were on the tour. So the promoters didn't. So there's just this grace. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, my heroes are awesome. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. So there's like lots so of little cool. things. Uh, yeah. I wish you way more great memories touring for this album. Do your art. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Take care. This is the end of the episode, my friends. I hope you liked this interview. I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsor, Epic Merch Door. Also to Scott Alquist, the co-producer of the podcast. I also want to thank my Patreon, Anna, Lucas, Rick, Andy, Vlad, Patrick, Norm, Francois, Guillaume, Bernie, Casey, Matt. You're amazing. Thank you for the support. Next week, we'll talk about punk rock vinyl with Dan Jones. He's running the biggest Instagram account about punk rock vinyl. Don't miss this. We had a fun chat about our passion, vinyl collecting. Until then, punk your life and see you next week. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your friends. Bye-bye.